This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. This is going to be a fun episode. I'm really excited. And I have a lot of notes I've taken, a lot of things that I really want to reflect on, sort of riff on with you. So this isn't a conversation with someone else. It's a conversation with my brain. And it's not necessarily super planned. I really want to consider this idea with you of ritual and how maybe it can deeply serve us as we head into 2023. And the reason that I'm thinking about it today is because as this is going live, it's the winter solstice here in the Northern Hemisphere, and it's the darkest day of the year. And years ago, actually, probably closer to when my kids were babies or maybe even right before I had them, I really grabbed on to this idea of the winter solstice. I sort of, I, I loved celebrating it. I think I first experienced it being called out and celebrated in a yoga class. I loved the idea that there was this day that we were celebrating the darkness and that that was a good thing and that we were releasing. It was it was really one of the first times like I understood the energy of of the earth. And it's been a really important part of my year ever since. And so I noticed that there's a lot of rituals that come with this. So today on our advent calendar, the thought was to write down something that you want to let go of and give it to me. And over the course of the day, I will light a fire and burn it for them. Um, or they can be here, but Actually, as that got read, my daughter was explaining that she doesn't feel very well and that the fire doesn't help her, so I may have to go somewhere else to find the fire. But um, this is a ritual that we've been doing for a long time now, and it's it's meaningful. It's like you're acknowledging what's not serving you, and you're literally letting it go. So I've been thinking a lot about this idea of ritual and how it's different from a habit or a thing that we do. And that's what I want to talk about today. And in looking up about rituals and really getting my bearings on what I wanted to share with you today, I found two quotes by two of my favorite teachers on just all things spiritual. So one is Joseph Campbell and the other is Elizabeth Gilbert. So I'm going to read those two first. That's going to set us up. And then I want to talk through some of the different ways that 
ritual has come into my life, how I've come to understand it, and then how I'm going to really make a shift in 2023 to bring some of this in. Because to be honest, life has been really full for the past couple of months, and I'm noticing that this aspect feels a little bit like it hasn't been as much part of my life as I want it to be. So I'm going to talk to you about some of the things that I'm going to bring more ritual into in 2023 and how I think that might help shift what I'm able to show up for. All right, that's the plan. That's the plan, but it's all a riff. Okay, so first of all, let's listen to what Joseph Campbell has to say about ritual. A ritual is the enactment of a myth. And by participating in the ritual, you are participating in the myth. And since myth is a projection of the depth of wisdom of the psyche, by participating in a ritual, participating in the myth, you are being, as it were, put in accord with that wisdom, which is the wisdom that is inherent within you anyhow. Your consciousness is being reminded of the wisdom of your own life. I think ritual is terribly important. That was Joseph Campbell on ritual. Here is what Elizabeth Gilbert has to say about ritual. She says, This is what rituals are for. We do spiritual ceremonies as human beings in order to create a safe resting place for our most complicated feelings of joy or trauma, so that we don't have to haul those feelings around with us forever, weighing us down. We all need such places of ritual, safekeeping. And I do believe that if your culture or tradition doesn't have the specific ritual you are craving, then you are absolutely permitted to make up a ceremony of your own devising, fixing your own broken down emotional systems with all the to-do-it-yourself resourcefulness of a generous poet. Actually, she says of a generous plumber poet. (laughs) I love it. That's what Elizabeth Gilbert has to say about ritual. So, I've been thinking a little bit about the difference between a ritual and a to-do or a habit, right? And to me, in my life, how it's played out is, so let's just look at some of the things about a ritual. To me, and it's interesting, if you look a ritual up in like the dictionary, it does have a big religious connotation. And I think that that's one of the reasons that I was actually really hesitant towards it, because I have absolutely nothing against religion. But some of the practices in the religion that I was brought up in just weren't in alignment with my with my soul's calling. I was noticing that the rituals felt, they just felt empty to me sometimes, or like they were promising things and I wasn't seeing those things being acted out by the people around me. And so I had like this weird relationship actually with ritual, which I'll get into how it re-came into my life in a second because that was really healing. But what I've what I've noticed now since it's become an important um, thing to consider as I'm deciding what I add into my life and what I don't is that for me with ritual, there's a reverence there's a respect, there's a quietness about ritual versus a sort of have-to energy that may be coming from the outside. The other thing about ritual for me is I feel like ritual needs to come from 
inside of you, right? Like, so it's really an, coming from the inside, and then the ritual is the enactment of it on the outside. Where sometimes I find the things that I end up doing um, that aren't serving me or that are feeling really hard, it's like I'm taking in everything on the outside. I'm taking in how I think it's supposed to be. I'm taking in my past conditioning. And then from the outside, I'm trying to do something. And it just doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel as aligned or embodied when I do it that way. So the interesting thing is, is it can be the same thing, right? Like I can decide that I'm supposed to drink more water, or I can decide that I want to have tea every afternoon and though or or I'm going to give you some examples from my own life in a second like that I'm really really thinking about right now how to make them more in aligned with this idea of ritual but let's just or, or even like yeah let's let's use water as an example right so I can feel like I have to be more hydrated or I can feel this pressure because a doctor's told me or I read all about how hydration could help me and so I'm setting alarms. I'm literally like setting, and and it's funny because people who know me know that I do actually recommend setting alarms from time to time, but there's different ways that we could do that that are more calming and might remind us in a different way. So if I set an alarm that's like, drink water, exclamation point, and it has like a really like loud sound and it like jars my nervous system, to me, that's not ritual because like ritual is kind, right? If I, so so literally that's like an action. If I do the same exact action of drinking water, but I set an alarm that has like a, maybe it just vibrates or it has like a really soothing sound to it. And maybe it doesn't say drink water, <laughs> exclamation point. Maybe it says, um, create space to take care of your body. And I know that hydration is part of that, right? So I'm, I'm literally creating space to do something. I'm creating almost like a sacred space to do something. To me, that's what ritual is. So um, Carolina, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, shared about how this is important, has been important for her in giving up alcohol. It's like, the glass of wine, the alcoholic beverage, it's like a ritual, right? And so that's why it's hard to let go of. But we can replace that with another ritual that's just as special, like a cup of tea or a, a non-alcoholic drink in a special cup, right? So there's other rituals that we can add in that are not that, but satisfy that craving that we want of that ritual. Does that make sense? So Another thing that I've been playing with for a while is taking supplements, which is one of those things that I have them all. They're all in my cabinet. And sometimes I remember, and sometimes like I'm human and the mornings can be cray cray. And, you know, especially let's think of about a school morning when um, three kids are trying to get out the door, mostly two this year, but two, so two kids are trying to get out the door we're, my husband and I are trying to get to work, you know, lunches are being made. And even though everyone's doing more of their own stuff now, it's like, there's this like level of, of craziness. I have one 
one of my girls is like a wake up early in the morning, get everything done energy. And the other one loves to sleep. And so those two energies clash, like all the things, right? And so I can forget. It's just busy and I'm tending to the people and I don't do it. Or I do it by just like quickly shoving the supplements in my mouth because I'm supposed to. Now, hypothetically, that's better than not doing it at all. But there's this different quality of taking the time to put them in a bowl, filling a huge glass of water, like sitting down, noticing what it is that I'm about to put into my body and appreciating what it's going to do for my body. And really just like being with myself and being with my own self-care. And I take that in in a different way. Like I literally, at the end of the day, remember that I took good care of myself. (laughs) Whereas when I'm just sort of stuffing supplements in my mouth, if I'm lucky enough to remember on a busier morning, I, I don't remember in the same way because there's not as much reverence given to the actual act of taking the supplements. Does that make sense? So So to me, it's like the same thing, the same exact gestures can be done with with ritual as the foundation or can be done with like, you know, panic, busyness, fear, you know, the opposite kind of energy. And they they literally are are experienced differently in my day. Does that make sense? Um, And this has really been important in the flow planning process because... A lot of people come into Flow 365 with a lot of things that they want to do. And I feel like this is the part that takes, that that really benefits from accountability, first of all. But also it, it just takes some time to really be this kind to ourselves because we're not this kind to ourselves on a normal, you know, if we're left to our own devices for whatever reason. And so... But these shifts can create, I don't, they just have so many ripple effects in our life. So let's get into a little bit of like how I understood this, how some rituals are showing up this season, what I'm thinking about for next year, all the different things. Okay. So, first of all, the way that I first started really understanding again, because I feel like this was, I feel like this is, an important part of all of our existence, but I had sort of squished it away. And when I sent my kids to a Waldorf school when they were little, that was a place that literally reverence was in their, um, was like one of their, you know, value words. It was one of the words on their signs. But I saw this idea of ritual in play and I saw how calming it was to my kids at every age. So this showed up in little ways, like snack every day. Um, Snack every day wasn't just like sitting down and opening your lunchbox and like pulling out all the things and, you know, scarfing it down and then getting up and running from the table. It was like done very much in ritual. And it was helped by the fact that you didn't have to bring your snack in. The part of the ritual was that the teachers were making a very hearty homemade snack. 
But then it got put on the table and everybody sat down and everybody stopped. There was a, probably a song or a verse that started it all off. Everybody had their put their napkins in certain places. Everybody acknowledged that they were about to start eating and that they were going to stay there and sit. And then servers, which were kids, came around and served the snacks. And so it was a ritual. And, you know, that helped all sorts of other situations. For years, people would be like, how do you get your kids to sit at the table? And I really do attribute a lot of it to that ritual. We also had the ritual at home of a family dinner, but that that ritual was really helpful. And it was, it was just how they ate snack. It was still probably 20 minutes long. Maybe it was a little longer than a normal snack, but there wasn't that much different about it. It was kids eating. It was just these subtle little things that made it more connected to each individual person, each individual soul. Okay, so then another thing that they had at their school was this idea of different festivals throughout the year. So these are like rituals that benchmarked the year. And so it really helped the kids before they understood necessarily the passage of time, I feel like right now I don't completely understand the passage of time. COVID time is so weird. Sometimes I'm like, how did this much time go by? Um, but the festivals were like this benchmark of like, oh, it's the winter, it's the fall, it's the spring. I just totally went out of order, but you know what I mean. Um, or, oh, I'm in this grade and and I do get to do this I get to participate in this way in this festival or, oh, I'm in this grade now and I get to do this. How cool. And you really understand the passage of time in a very embodied way. So there's this aspect, I think, of ritual that's really you're embodying the thing you're doing. You're in alignment. It's like, it's, it's really heart-based, right? Um, and, and aligned and grounded. Those are those are some some words I'm going to associate with ritual based on some of these things that I really felt as my kids were going through school. Um, uh, another little one that was on a daily basis was how they greeted the teacher. They had they came in and they they shook her hand, and this was a ritual that the teacher used to understand how a kid was feeling that day because based on how they shook their hand and how they normally were, they could understand whether they were feeling tired or you know a little bit like reserved or whether they seemed like they were, you know, totally got up on the right side of the bed. Right. Um, and then again, those, there was the festivals that had their age specific situations, but also just specific activities. So, you know, building up to eighth grade, it's like, you know, the eighth graders got to have a first grade buddy. And so, and then the eighth graders get to have these projects and they're constantly seeing these of their peers and um, they they get to aspire to it. They get to aspire to these different rituals. And all of those things have really helped me in different aspects of my life to understand how ritual can can really play an important part in me fulfilling the purpose that I really want to fulfill here. Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about is just like, because we're in the holiday season. So I feel like the holiday season, so this is great that this is going live right now because the solstice is part of the holiday season for me, was one of the first times that I was like, oh, 
Like ritual doesn't have to be something that somebody else made, like Elizabeth Gilbert shared, right? Like we can be, we can have the resourcefulness, right? So when when we're feeling the broken down emotional systems and we're wanting to fix them with ritual, we can do it. Like we don't have to rely on anything outside of us. And the holiday season was really the first time for me that I did that. You know, starting with, I've told you all the story before of Thanksgiving and how we did that very differently once I cleaned up my food. And it just wasn't in alignment anymore. The way that the ritual of eating turkey and stuffing and all those things, it just, it literally wasn't in alignment with how I wanted to be. And the trade-off of like, well, this is how it is, it just became a point where that that didn't serve me anymore. Now, that doesn't mean that turkey is bad. For s- some people listening, that ritual deeply nourishes you and serves you. And so that is one that you carry forth maybe from before, um, you know, you decided, maybe somebody else decided, but it's a ritual you carry forth. And for other of you listening, maybe you didn't even grow up in a place that had that. And then you were in the US and you started that ritual yourself, right? So the cool thing about ritual is we don't, we we can do what really serves us. And it's a way to, it's a way to check in and be like, is this what I really want? You know? So Again, in the holiday season, I cre- we started doing this advent calendar when the kids were little. That's like a ritual that I keep thinking we're outgrowing, but my kids still love it. Yesterday, they got pajamas. Today, they're burning their um, uh, what they want to let go of for the solstice. You know, all these like little benchmark rituals that they really are, it's comforting to them. It's grounding to them, um, even though they're full-on teenagers. <laughs> um, another one that, or another ritual that I've been doing for about six years is you all have met Kim Marie, her sacred nights journal, right? That's a ritual. That's, that's something that I make space for. It's really important. And I, you know, that, that journal in itself is very like grounding and heart centered, but I don't like wake up and I'm like, okay, I have to set the timer and do this thing. It's like, no, like I wake up and I just know that's the first thing I have to do. It's calm. Like ritual to me is is a, a way to bring calmness into something. Is journaling easy for me? Is it easy to spend time in the morning writing and going deep? No, it's not always, especially considering that part of that is like Christmas Day and New Year's Day and you know when all my kids are home. No, it's not easy, but it's really meaningful. And so- that's an important ritual. Okay. So some of my like non-holiday based rituals that have been really important and that I think I look at as rituals versus to-dos or think just things in my calendar are and and they here's another thing about ritual. They grew into this. They weren't always they didn't always have as much meaning as they have now. They probably started more like to-dos, and I figured out how to make them into a ritual as as I became more comfortable with the habit and I was able to find the meaning in what I was actually doing. So one of those things is weekly planning. Weekly planning is very much now, it's like this, it's definitely an act of self-care for me. Um, 
I have a whole ritual around how I do it. So I do it on a Friday. I do it a little bit before in Flow 365. We do it all together at noon. And I'm I'm holding space for that time. And when I hold space, I, I like to be totally present. So though sometimes I do write some things, I've usually done my planning already. So I usually do it before. And I use it as the first thing I do before I plan is I clean off my desk. So it's like a ritual of like cleaning off everything of the week, recycling papers I don't need, filing things away, maybe making a pile of things I want to do later in that day. You know, if there's a bill that needs to be paid or a form that needs to be filled out, like I put everything where it goes. I clean off my desk. I get out my planner. I usually go make a cup of tea. If I'm really feeling like if I'm if I'm in, in a really good space, which I which I try to be, like I try to, the part of the reason that planning is so beneficial, I think, is because we can be in a good place. We can choose to only plan from a high energy, a high vibration, and so I'll light a candle and. I'll move like my computer usually sits kind of centrally in my desk. So I sort of move my computer and or my, my microphone off to the side and I, I have the space. And pre-pandemic, my ritual was usually to go to a coffee shop or to take myself out to lunch to do this planning. I haven't quite gotten back into that, but it's a really important grounding time for me. And so that's why I call it a ritual instead of a a meeting in my calendar, right? Can you feel the difference? A ritual and a meeting in your calendar. All right. Another one is family dinner. This is most definitely at this point a ritual. I tell people all the time that I I don't love cooking. Like cooking is not my thing at all. But the ritual of being with my family, of surrounding myself with the kids, of making food that really serves me, my body and serves them, like that is so life-giving. So that's the other thing about rituals. I feel like sometimes to-dos feel like they're, you know, they're a push. And and not everything can be a ritual, by the way. We can't ritualize everything. I mean, maybe we could, but I think we need the contrast. But some things really benefit from this. So that's why I'm sharing it. And family dinner for me was one of those things. And it makes it just peaceful and um I don't know. It just, it makes it more fulfilling, even though like the, even the cooking part feels great, even though it's like not my favorite thing to do. And I think that's because over time it really because has become our ritual. And because it's a ritual, it's not an issue. Like it's not something that I have to scramble. We don't, you know, now I have three teens. So there's days when people don't get home on time, but I know it in advance. And for the most deal, it's not, most part, it's not a big deal. Another one is morning pages. So this is journaling every morning, three pages. And this was a big to-do for a long time. But as I ritualized it, as I made it part of my morning ritual, um, and for me, morning ritual over morning routine, it's just way more, I don't know, it's just way more connected. It's just wording, I know. And it's just like journaling is not that fun for me. <laughs> and yet this ritual has become such a, 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 a really important foundation to how I navigate my days. Um, and because it's part of my morning ritual, writing in the journal, it, it helps me to show up to it every day. 
Okay, so here's some things that in 2023 I want to bring more ritual to. So at this point, they're they're a little to-do-ish or they're being avoided or they're feeling like I have to do them. Does that make sense? So I'm looking definitely to do that to my supplements, which I've already alluded to. Um, I've had glimpses of what happens when I do this, but I definitely haven't figured out how to really make space for that. Um, I just want to understand how how kind that is to my body. And that brings me to the next one, which is water. So maybe water and supplements will come together into something in the morning to like start off my day. Um, Just this idea of like, I can, I'm really taking care of my body. It's going to be a ritual about really taking care of my body. And I feel like a lot of things like water and supplements and food things, you know, I came from conditioning of which I've healed so much of it, um, of, you know, my body not being good enough. And I've healed so, 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 so much of this. And there's still this aspect of how can I really be kind to my body? And so this feels like the next level of that. Here's another thing about ritual that that just jogged my memory on is to me, ritual is healing. So if if you're you have a ritual in your life that's not healing, then that's something to look at. And the idea behind a ritual and how it's different than a to-do is it is about healing something within you. Um, Okay, so tidying. I'm so excited to have more ritual around tidying. I love um, my friend Catherine North. I love how she talks about this. I've taken her class. She's been on this podcast. um, So you go listen to that. She gives some definitely great ritual around tidying. But that's something that I want to bring more ritual into. Um, I, as you heard, I do that when around planning, I, I tidy my desk, but I'm looking to do that more around clothes and my closet and also the kitchen. It's funny, two places that I sort of have some ritual going, but I haven't, that tidy ritual isn't there. Um, I want to bring more ritual into my business. I'm not sure what that looks like yet. I'll keep you posted, but that's something I'm thinking a lot about as I go into this cave of 2023 planning, which is happening soon. Um, and I want to, like, I guess this is related to um, supplements and water, but just I want to bring more ritual into the phase of perimenopause and hormones that I'm in right now. I feel like I, I have, you know, I keep getting sick. I, you know, stuff just is like my moods are different. Everything's a little bit different right now. Everything's a little bit wacky. I can feel that. And it's, the other thing about ritual is it's like it's in response to where we are. So I notice that with perimenopause, I'm like pushing it away. I'm trying to fix it sometimes. I'm trying to be different. And there's this piece of ritual that's about melting into the phase you're in, right? Like the festivals at Waldorf, they're responding to the actual season. And so I want to create ritual in that way around perimenopause that's really me melting into this phase. And again, I'm not sure what that looks like, but both my business ritual and the ritual around that I know are going to come forth as I I go into this ritual myself of these 10 days of these 10 darkest days of really going in and looking at what's next for me, which are which start today. So just to wrap this up, um, for me, ritual means, in case this wasn't clear, it's 
it's mindfulness, right? It's, it's mindfulness. It's more pause. It's being present. It's feeling-based instead of doing-based. It's being-based, right? And so we're shifting, even though you might be having the same glass of water or taking the same supplements, you're shifting into that being and feeling energy instead of the doing energy. That's like the important shift for me. And and what really brings me in alignment with my feminine qualities, which we talk a lot around here about what it means to be in feminine follow-through. Well, ritual is an important part of following through, I believe, in a more feminine way than the push that many of us are used to. Um, to me, it's also connecting and it's boundaried, right? It creates a container for you to follow through on something. It is, it is a boundaried container of taking action. And to me, all of those things just feel really good. They feel a lot better than sometimes how I word things or try to push through things. So some new things that I'm going to try in 2023, like besides how I'm going to bring ritual in, which I'll keep you up to date. Maybe I'll share more about this on social media, but some things I'm going to do like that are more um, like to, to help promote the rituals that I land on when I do this planning is I'm going to create a ritual color in my Google calendar so that I can see in business and life different things popping out of my calendar that like are going to be more ritualized and I can see those and I can see the balance of maybe more doing and that more ritualistic, is that a word, energy, like the more calm energy um, that goes into doing things in in ritual and ceremony. Okay, so they're going to be a different color. I'm also going to work on naming things. So I, I think sometimes if we just, if I just, instead of saying take supplements, you know, it's like sit down and pause and connect with my body through supplements, hydration, and movement or something, right? So like I can word, that was a little wordy, but I can word things differently um, that that show that I'm in a more reverent state than just go, 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 do, do, do. And I also think that I know I poo-pooed reminders, um, but I, I think I also then showed how reminders could be helpful. But any sort of reminders that we can have around time I think are really helpful. One of, you know, we hold planning on, on Fridays in Flow 365. We hold planning sessions so that so that everyone can really just like melt into that planning energy and not worry about time. So it's like we're holding that container. You can do that with your phone too, right? So it's like you set a reminder that has a certain tone and that kicks off a ritual. And then the reminder also has a reminder on the other side so that you can fully be in that moment. I can fully trust that I can sit down at the table and take my supplements and drink my water and journal or whatever it is I'm doing. And then and I can be reminded on the other side. I can let myself be lost in that container of time. So it it helps us, it helps the ritual be outside of time, time because something is containing the time that we live in, you know, here now on earth without missing an appointment that's happening next or going to get a kid. I always, I'm always like, oh my gosh, it's 310. I have to go get the kids. Um, all right. So that's what I've got to say about ritual. I'm so curious what you think about this. We will be um, 
looking, we will be talking about this um, a little bit over on Instagram. If you want to come join the conversation a little bit, we'll be talking about this on Instagram. Come tell us what, tell me what you think. Tell me what rituals are important to you. Now, I always end episodes with with three doable changes. I feel like I've shared them and maybe you've gleaned them, but I'm going to share the things that I think might be useful to you. Um, and there happen to be the things that I just, just shared with you. So here's three ways that you could consider ritual in, in your new year. So number one, just as you're deciding what rituals you want to have in your life, you could play that game of highlighting them in your calendar, um, having a ritual color. You could practice naming things. So same actions, but you're just changing how they're named. Because sometimes what we call something reflects our approach. It reflects how we're going to do something. So like, let's use some examples. So you could maybe see the difference between I'm going to drive carpool and I'm going to connect with the kids, right? It's like the same act you're driving. I'm going to connect with the kids while I drive them home, right? So choose something that you just want to have more ritual around. You don't even have to decide how to do it differently. Just rename it and see how that shifts things. All right. And then create reminders or what I like to call containers. So the thing about rituals is we don't want them to feel hard. And so sometimes we just need to create a container to remember to do it. And that could literally look like putting your journal next to your tea mug to remind you to make tea before you journal. It could be um, that you, it could be a practice you follow to calm and focus yourself before you start to work, right? That could be your ritual. It could look like a timer, right? Like we, I keep saying, a timer on your phone so that you see, like you remember to check in on your body mid-afternoon and that becomes your ritual. So pick one, pick one reminder or container or set of things, right? A set of things creates a container. So if there's something you already do, you can piggyback something onto that. So how are you going to bring ritual into your season, the rest of your season and into 2023. I'm super excited to hear and I'll see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 